0: Hey, folks, and welcome to another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn. I'm excited to be with you today. As I'm always, I am here with another individual that has been on the podcast before. And I don't know what, I don't know why, I never assume that people will want to join me again after they do the first podcast, but every now and then I connect with somebody that I just like or get along with. And this individual that uh, I'm having on today, Brandy Harris. She was on originally on episode. Let's see. This was uh, episode 134 of the podcast came out in August of 2021. So it's exactly a year later. But she and I sat down and, and the title of that podcast was Northwest Arkansas has tons of counseling options for just about any need. And as you can tell, Brandy is a counselor and and she really shed some light on What is available to everyone in Northwest Arkansas when it comes to counseling and therapy and the different options? And it was, it was a really great episode. We will link to it in the show notes because I think you'll get a lot out of it. But Brandy reached out to me not too long ago and said, Hey, you know, I have another idea for a good show. And, uh, that would be to talk about youth and sports, specifically those parents that are, you know, new to the area or new to competitive sports and, and ways to kind of be an advocate for your your child, a uh, ways to really help them through this process. Because let's face it, I'm 52, or actually I'm 53, I always forget. But sports yeah. today, in this day and age, are much different than they were when I was growing up. And I'm sure, Brandy, when you were growing up. But without further ado, I want to welcome Brandy Harris to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for the second time. How are you doing?
1: i'm doing great glad to be here with you
0: yeah no that's awesome but am i right though when i say that i mean sports is a much different it's a much different ball game now you come did you compete in college too
1: uh yes sir yeah that's what i thought one athlete with the university of tulsa Mm -hmm.
0: that's right that's right you were a swimmer so
1: well i actually i swam in high school but in college i rode so i was on the crew for the university which a lot of people don't even know it's a sport in oklahoma because you're like Where's the river, but
0: so, the <laughs> there, river runs there are, yeah, right through, there are river right runs. The yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, crew and rowing is, that's not an easy sport. Just go to any gym and get on one of those, um, machines, those, uh, those rowing machines. And you'll realize after about two minutes on there, how much of a ch how much of a workout it is. It's actually one yeah. of the most complete workouts that you can do for your body.
1: Mm-hmm. Full body.
0: Yep. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Absolutely. So, so what is, you know, we talked about this and I'd love for you just to kind of, again, just to re reintroduce yourself to our audience. Uh You can give the quick bullet point version of who you are and then, and why they should even care of, you know, based on the advice that you're about to dispense to them, because they can always refer back to that other episode to learn more about you and some of the work that you're doing. Sure. But just tell the audience a little bit about uh, Brandy Harris.
1: Yeah. So I, I thought something that might be helpful was to hear a perspective from all around. So I, to know my background, I did grow up doing a lot of different sports. I just wanted to try everything and was a very athletic kid, you know, played a season of soccer. I was in ballet and tap for a little while. I swam from sixth grade through 12th grade and I played water polo. I played volleyball. I just kind of, whatever one of my friends was playing, I wanted to play too. So I, I have the athlete experience there. I did go on to compete in college with the University of Tulsa in rowing and did really well there. Ended up fully scholarshiped pretty quickly. And, and then I've also been a coach. So I coached swimming for about t- 10 years. I coached with USA Swimming. And I also coached as a rowing coach while I was in college for some younger high school girls. And then I also coached for John Brown University when they were when they had a swim team, so have about ten years there with both collegiate experience and u s a swimming, which is like the larger governing body in in the United States for swimming and then I also have three kids, so I have been a parent involved in all of this, so my kids have done all kinds of things you know basketball, baseball, soccer, swimming, currently football, and have had a great time supporting them but Each one of those experiences has really played into my philosophy of what it looks like for a kid to do well in sports, um, as well as what it looks like for me as a parent to do a great job supporting my kids in sports. And honestly, it's a really hard middle ground to find. I I have had plenty of very frustrating experiences trying to parent my kids, maybe even more frustrating experiences trying to coach my own children. And then I would say as an athlete, I, I felt very supported by my parents. I feel like they did a great job caring for me during those times, but I just have seen it go really well and really poorly. And so I thought, well, this would be a good place for us to help parents as they're coming to the area. You know, if they're new to Northwest Arkansas, most likely their kids are maybe transitioning in their sport careers or starting for the first time in a sport career, wanting to get involved in the community. And this really could provide them an opportunity to start out on the right foot. So. That's where I'm coming from.
0: Well cool. And I love that. And and again, your lens is also different than a lot of other people as a licensed therapist and, and and counselor and you you talk to a lot of people about these issues and and I'm sure they come up. Do you also um meet with young people or children under under the age of 18?
1: Yes, I do. I I have my practice is very it's varied. I see quite a wide range of a population. I do see some kids and some athletes, um, and I also see some some coaches and some parents and some current you know adult athletes, I would say, and so I get a little bit of everything, and i I do think with counseling i I always tell people I get to see behind the curtain, you know quite a bit. I have my own life experiences, but people are very uh, they honor me with allowing me to step behind that curtain and see the harder parts of their life, the more private parts of their life which is, it's unique. It's not something everybody gets to do, but it does give me a little bit more insight into a wider range of experiences than just my own.
0: Sure. Well, and I'd be curious to know, just just initially to set the foundation, what would your observation be of the youth sports scene here in Northwest Arkansas? And not that you have to compare it to other parts of the country because you know it's like sure. apples to oranges, but you know, what is what is your perception of the sports scene here in Northwest Arkansas?
1: Yeah. So the good thing is that we have a lot of opportunity, especially at the younger ages. There are a lot of rec programs, which I think provide a great option for families to get involved in the community and for kids to learn and try newer sports. I have found that it is difficult for less experienced athletes to get involved for the first time when they're older. So kids who are in high school, if they want to try a sport for the first time, it's really hard to find the on-ramp as an amateur. So if you don't have experiences, by the time you're in middle school or high school, it's pretty hard to get involved at that point, which is... Honestly, I just feel disappointed about that. I, I... I feel like sports are so advantageous for children and for families that I would love for people to be able to get involved at all ages. But unfortunately, it does become a little bit more elite by the time they mm-hmm. get to high school. And that's just, it's just unfortunate.
0: Yeah. Some individual sports might lend themselves more to an easier on-ramp at an older age. Um, I'm thinking maybe mm-hmm. of a young person, a young young man or woman that uh, wants to... Um, Wants to maybe run cross country or track where, you know, there's a lot of individualized activity, even swimming for that matter. If you've swum someplace else and done it at a decent level, the chances of you coming into a new place and being able to get on the team and swim may not be as hard as you think. So, but you're absolutely right. With larger team sports like football, basketball, it's way more difficult to do that. And uh, I'm only, I'm basing that on my experiences right now because I have a son that recently moved from one local high school to another. And when he moved to his new local high school, those kids that are playing he and he wants to play basketball, those kids that are playing there have been playing together for a number of years. And so unless he's like LeBron James's son, which he is not, it's hard to break <laughs> into. It's hard to break into mm-hmm. that, you know, and that that is mm-hmm. the challenge. And so I'm encouraging him to look at some other sports. And actually he did that and, and, and landed on the football team. So there is hope and there are other opportunities, but you just have to keep that in mind that like uh, Brandy said, that, you know, the stakes are much higher, especially when you get to the high school level.
1: Yeah. And I, I would say too, it's it's not that you will never have a chance to learn, but if you're starting at an older age like that, in a really amateur position as a 10th grader, for example, you're more likely going to have to find a specialized class or honestly watch a youtube video and learn kind of on your own and then get involved in a more like amateur league as an adult um, which we do have in this area we have a lot of amateur leagues you know softball soccer i don't know about baseball but ultimate frisbee ultimate frisbee.
0: Yeah, ultimate frisbee i see frisbee. them i see them working out at lewis park and um at lewis field in fayetteville and i know they work they also play at a couple of places up in bentonville but Ultimate Frisbee is a big deal. I know some adults that have gotten into mountain biking and now race on a regular basis. So, I mean, there are a lot of ways that you can get involved with sports here in Northwest Arkansas and not have been that child prodigy, right? That was playing, you know, that has been playing sports since you came out of the womb. So, you know, I I think think there's hope for all of us. (laughs) So why, why don't we talk a little bit about some of the pitfalls that, parents may struggle with when trying to get their kids, especially parents that are new to the area, when trying to get their kids acclimated into sports, maybe if they haven't played before or maybe if they had. And and, and what are some of the challenges that parents face and how do they overcome that as they bring their their children along?
1: Yeah. So I, I think there's two things to really keep in mind as a parent. One of them is scheduling. I see a lot of parents um, wanting to give their kids incredible opportunities. And so they're getting them involved in a lot of things. And I think very quickly, life as a family can become just about taxiing children from one side of the area to the other. (laughs) And, you know, every morning, every evening, a new activity, or even shuttling in the afternoon from in between activities, you know, first, we've got piano, which is not a sport, our piano, and then we've got uh, soccer, and then we've got one more thing, really quick. It's a it's a short private lesson for softball. You know, they're doing so many things that everybody's just run ragged. And I think it's hard because as a coach or as an organization, you're really looking at your own sport, your own activity. So let's say I'm a soccer coach and I'm wanting my kids to get better, and I'm thinking, yeah, let's do three practices a week. You know, and then I'm like, you know what? I really want my kids to get better. Let's do five practices a week, or let's get some mornings in. And I'm not really thinking about all the other things that my, my athletes are involved in. And so if the coach or the organization isn't looking at the whole life of the athlete, then the parent really does need to keep track of the whole life of the, of the athlete. If all we're doing is running from activity to activity, to activity, and there isn't time to rest, if there isn't time to play, you know, where there's no performance involved, it's just for fun. There's no expectation the kids really can feel kind of strangled, strangled with activities, strangled with the pressure to perform, and they struggle to just enjoy their lives. And honestly, we set them up to live that way as adults, you know, perform, 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 and never really rest, never really enjoy the good things that we have that frankly, we worked very hard to get. So I think that's one side of it that I think if you as a parent on the front end can be thinking, okay, we want to get involved, but let's fight real hard to make sure that we have a day off every week, that we have at least one morning that we can sleep in, that we have at least one evening that we can be together as a family and just eat dinner or watch a show or something like that. Really on the front end, carving that time out and protecting it fiercely so that when you're involved in the activities, they don't just take over the whole rest of your life. So Issue one is scheduling, just thinking beforehand, what do we want to protect our time? How do we want to protect our time as we're getting involved so that we still have good things to enjoy at home? And then the other thing that I see a lot for parents is not really understanding or knowing how to be the parent on the sidelines. When they get their kids involved because they're wanting so much for their kid to thrive and do well and have have the opportunities to play, they can add a lot of pressure to the kid unknowingly, because they're stepping into the coach role instead of staying in the parent role. And I want to talk about this specifically as an opportunity for parents, because when we step into the coaching role, even though we might think we're being helpful by adding coaching or, you know, yelling for that extra push down the soccer field or whatever it is, you can do it. Where if we get into that role of pressuring the kid or criticizing the kid in how they're playing or what they're doing, we're really abdicating a more important role which is supporter. Kids need to know that they are loved no matter what. And working for a coach, you know, the coach has a specific role to play which is get the kid to be a better. Athlete. And as a parent, yeah, you want your kid to be a better athlete, but what you want your kid to do more than that is to be a happy, healthy whole person. And you want them to know that they are loved even if they are terrible on the soccer field and it's going to be really hard for the kid to know that if both the coach and the parent are coming down hard on them every time they mess up they can start to feel like the only way that i can be loved is if i do things right and i do things well and randy you and i both know this humans do not always get things right and we do not always do things well and on our bad days or in our bad moments, if we feel like we are only worth what we, how we perform and what we produce, we start to feel terrible about who we are and we can't enjoy our lives anymore because we're just pushing ourselves harder all the time. So, really, settling into that role as a parent is vital for the kids' long term safety, stability, health, wholeness. We really want to grab a hold of that option to show that kid how loved they are, even when they fail, because them feeling loved and supported in that way is actually very empowering and will make them want to work harder and do better and find the things that they are good at, rather than just beating themselves up internally all the time for not getting it exactly right. So, you know, I just think about, you think about someone who maybe is a really high performance athlete, let's say Tom Brady, okay, super high performing, right? Kills it on the football field. If Tom Brady's, his friends only loved him because he was good at football, then he's in trouble now, right? Because his career is at the end. And now what does he have? If he doesn't have anyone that loves him for who he is, for all of who he is, then he's up a creek. He's out of community. He has no connections anymore. That would be really rough for him. We want him to eventually, and this is what I want for everyone. I want everyone to be able to retire eventually and still feel loved, supported, included, wanted, even if we can no longer play a specific role that we played for a big part of our lives.
0: Yeah, you know, man, it's almost like you were reading my mail because I I know that I um, (laughs) I'm one of those parents that had to really I I had to admonish myself personally, especially when I'm on the sidelines, right? Because you know, sometimes what you think is encouragement is really thinly veiled attempts to coach, right? And there Mm -hmm. there is a fine line between that. And so I have tried to make it a point to let the coach coach, and I'm going to be the parent, and I'm always going to be excited. And I tell my kids, I'm so excited when you're out there playing. And, you know, Mm -hmm. daddy can sometimes get emotional, but I'll admit, I've actually been kicked out of a basketball game because I was so emotional. I wasn't yelling at my son. I was just like, man, I was, I was upset over a really bad call. And, you know, of course I don't want to be that parent. Right. But it's like, you know, I think, I I just think that, um, that it's important to support your children. And I, I can remember, it's funny you bring up Tom Brady because Tom Brady talked about one book that really changed his life as a young person. And it was the inner game of tennis. And that book is really good because it helps with visualization because I think there is a fine line that we we miss out on when we think about oh you just got to practice 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 is great but there's also a mental aspect to any sport that you undertake and so the inner game of tennis talks about how you create mental approaches to whatever sport that you're doing and it's something that Tom Brady I mean Tom Brady runs through routines in his head before he actually ever does them on the field so a lot of it is just that mental mastery. That can really help yeah. you go far, and I think if we introduce that to our kids at an early age, I think it can be helpful for them. I'm always telling my son, as an example, okay, you know how to kick the ball up into the up up to the upper right corner of the goal. You know, I want you to in your head be thinking about if you were going to score a goal, where would it go? If you're going to score a goal, sure. where would you go? You know what I'm saying? And I, t- I try to get him to do that, and I tell him to pl- to visualize it. And so and there can be some fun in that, I think. And it's not as stressful as, you know, you having to get out on the field and run five miles or anything like that. I mean, the the physical part of it is going to come. But I think as parents, we need to also be figuring out ways to stimulate our kids minds because our their minds are being developed either positively or negatively as their bodies are being developed at this stage in their life.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. There is, there is a mental component to every sport. Absolutely to every sport. And I, I, as a coach, that's something that I was very mindful of and had to work on. You know, it's not just about the number of laps we get into the pool. It's also about what are we doing with our mind and how are we connecting what's happening in our mind to our body? That's absolutely something that good coaches are focused on. They're thinking about both the physical and the mental aspect. I did want to pull us back to a parenting role that maybe gets neglected a little bit. Um, I don't know about you, but for me, as my, as my kid's parent, a lot of my interactions with them are, I would say, of a disciplined nature. And not that I'm necessarily, you know, doling out punishments all the time, but discipline as in the base word to teach, you know, I'm always as a parent thinking about how do I teach my kids to deal with the real world. I want them to be able to handle every aspect of what comes at them in the world. And so I'm teaching them about everything. I'm teaching them about how to clean the house. I'm teaching them about how to take care of their bodies. I'm teaching them about how to advocate for themselves, how to have conversations with adults. I'm teaching, teaching, teaching all the time. And one of the great things for me, as a parent with a kid involved in sports, is that I'm actually allowed to, instead of Teaching them from a higher up position, like I know, and you don't, I'm able to actually come alongside more and say, Hey, how's it going in there? Is there anything that I can do to help you? Oh, that sounds like it's going rough. Do you want some help with that? Or would you rather I just sit sideline and cheer you on? And that way, my kid gets to be the one doing the learning work most of the time with their coach, you know, advocating with their coach, How do I do this better? How do I hit this ball better? How do I? skate better, how do I move better? The coach is really the one doing the teaching. And I get to play the role of just being the supporter or you could say the consultant. I'm just on the side. And that's sure. so different from so many other things that my kid is doing. You know, I get to be alongside them instead of up above them being the authority, I guess. Yeah.
0: No, you and you bring up a really good point. And I've I've tried to when and where possible Take my kids out for activities where I'm just supporting whatever they want to do, whether it's, you know, practice kicking multiple goals, practice mm-hmm. dribbling with your footwork and all that stuff. And I leave the mm-hmm. coaching to the coach. Right. And 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 especially yeah. since yeah. I didn't grow up playing soccer. Now, maybe if I if I played soccer growing up, because I actually have a friend that uh, he is. I mean, he played at a high level. He was an all American soccer player. So I can mm-hmm. see where it would be a challenge for him. To switch up those roles because in his mind he's like, no, that's not the way you do it. This is how you do it because he's always coaching. But you know, I try to find that happy medium, and I think all of us as parents need to find that happy medium where we can just go out and either kick a ball with our kids or shoot some baskets with our kids, where it's it's literally just that, just us spending quality time with them. Yeah. And And the other tangible benefit is they do get out and get some exercise and practice in whatever. Chosen sport that they they enjoy
1: yeah, I, I think it can be so fun to let your kid almost be the expert, you know, let them show you what they're learning in the sport, let them show you the skills that they're they're mastering and maybe teach you how to do those things. I mean, I remember when my boys played soccer they would be like, mom, watch this cool kick that I can do. You know, They're practicing the bicycle kick where they can put their foot in front right, pop it right. over their head. And <laughs> and they're, I'm like, that's so great. I don't know how you do that. Show me how to do that. And then they're very proud that they can teach me something. And right. it makes the whole sport more fun for them because they do get to be the expert for a little bit.
0: Yeah, no, it, it definitely does help out considerably. Is there any other advice that you would want to give parents that you know, maybe they have, uh, you know, multiple kids doing multiple sports and you're all over the place and you're trying to, you're trying to be that, you know, that soccer mom, soccer dad, basketball mom, basketball dad on so many different levels. And you're maybe struggling with burnout, right? Because you're like, oh, I don't know how to do this because it just seems like you go from one, each season blurs into the next. When I was growing up, I'm sure when you were growing up, there were some distinct seasons when you were not doing anything. Nowadays, you go right from one sport to the next. That's
1: right. There's no breaks. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. I would say it it is very hard. And like I said, anything you can do to carve out and kind of, I mean, honestly, where you have to tell the coach, I'm sorry, but we have to have one day off. That is okay to do. Coaches don't like to hear that. But as a parent, you absolutely can advocate for this is just what we're doing. And we know that the research says for every activity actually, that having a day off or time off from the hard level work actually makes us more productive in the long run. So we might say seven days a week feels like we're getting more done. But when we look at the research, six days worth of good work and one day off is actually more productive than seven days full of good work So or hard work. And that's going to be true for your kids as well. You know, if you can really fight for that day off or that time off of the go, 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 you're actually helping your kid have better boundaries in their life and to be able to rest and recover appropriately. But I would also say, you know, looking at just as you're going as a parent, you need to figure out what do you personally need to recover? I know that I've been active my whole life and if If I were to just go, go, go all the time and never have time to actually use my own body, you know, I, I played roller derby for a few years and it was very, very fun. And I would love to still be doing it, but I, I got to a point where I said, okay, I think that I cannot be the star athlete anymore. I think that this is the season where my kids are the star athletes. And so we're going to spend our time as a family supporting them and their athletic adventures rather than me spending my time in my athletic adventures. And. That is good. That was a good move for us to make as a family. But it meant that I had to find ways to take care of my body physically, and be able to move my body still, even though a lot of our day was spent taxiing them around. And so one of the things that I started doing is just wearing my workout clothes to the field, you know, if they're going to if they're going to baseball practice, and I know the practice lasts an hour, I might spend 30 minutes of that just walking around the field. I'm going to watch during part of the practice, and then I'm going to use the rest of that time to move my body. But just finding little ways to insert your self-care into those times that you're carting everyone around, whether it's maybe for you, recovering or using your using body is not what you need. Maybe you just need time to be quiet. So go sit in your car and be quiet for 30 minutes. You know, Or Maybe you need to engage your mind in a fun way. So, so go read a book, you know, doing something that takes care of you. So the, when the practice is over, you're not just frazzled and exhausted and forcing yourself or slogging through every day of taxing your kids, but you're refreshed as well and you're enjoying your life. We want parents to enjoy their life and be healthy so that they can help their kids do the same thing. They're both modeling and taking care of themselves by setting those boundaries.
0: Yeah, no, you're, you are preaching to the choir because, and I know several of the soccer moms on my son's team and some of the dads, they make it a point to go run while cause mm-hmm. I, they these guys practice for like two hours at a time. So they, the, you know, the parents like, you know, I'm just going to go run and go get it done. And, and, mm-hmm. you know, I think that allows you to kind of kill two birds with one stone. And if nothing else, at least the child knows that you're there somewhere and, and, Mm-hmm. in the neighborhood as they're working out and you guys are all in the same space. So, but there is a way for you to do that. And I think that's a great idea and a great piece of advice about wearing your workout clothes to the kids practice when you go so that you can work out too and, and, you know, have it benefit you. So.
1: Just one more idea here. I, when I was coaching swimming, like lower, lower level swimming, you know, elementary school age, mm-hmm. I would have families that would come to swim for me. And at first I would get one of the kids and the kid would have such a great time. Then he would bring his siblings and we would end up having, you know, three, four kids all from the same family attending the same practice. And I thought that was just so smart. I mean, it's hard because kids want to have their kind of individual niche. You know, the thing that they're, I'm really good at baseball. I'm really good at soccer. I'm really good at this or that. But when they're younger like that, and you can kind of corral them all into the same sport for at least a couple of seasons, yeah. that does a lot to help cut down the time that you're running all across the country. You know, yeah. <laughs> you're all doing one of those sports together. And then it's like, this is what we do as a family. We're a swimming family or we're a soccer family, at least for a short season to save yourself some, some gas and some time.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, there certainly is there are some true benefits to that. And unfortunately, with three boys that wanted to do different, totally different sports, we were not, we didn't get that. So the other thing that has been helpful for us and has kept our sanity as parents is, you know, being part of an organization or a team where everybody is, you know, they're all the different parental units are interacting with each other, you know, and so it's also a chance for you as an adult to build some relationships and make connections yes, where it's, I totally it's agree with that. Beyond just, you know, hi Bob, hi Sue. When you see them at the sideline, it's like you get to know them. And I know several of my son's teammates' parents well. Like where I check in on them, see how they're doing. I send them text messages. You know, of course, kids want to do sleepovers and things of that nature now that we're kind of out of this pandemic. So, you know, there there are all kinds of opportunities for you to continue to build those relationships and make them strong. And even some parents who I, that I can call on to say, hey, can, you know, my son get a ride to practice tonight or can he get a ride home? And it's like, sure, we live in the same neighborhood, so it doesn't matter. And you return the favor. So I think, it, you know, like you say, it takes a village, right? And so part of mm-hmm. one way to keep your sanity as a parent with a child in sports is to make sure that you are taking time to build relationships with everybody that's on that team, because you never know, you know, you never know a, what, what it will lead to. And then you'll have some lifelong relationships and friendships. And so I still keep in touch with some of the parents that my son played basketball with when he first came as a homeschool student and he was on a homeschool mm-hmm. team that traveled for basketball. And I still keep in touch with some of those parents. So you just, I mean, there's all kinds of opportunities there.
1: Yeah. I a hundred percent agree with you about that. It's funny. My husband and I were just talking this morning about building community, specifically with our church. We were talking about how do we build community. And one of the things we touched on was just that convenience really is a factor. And we want to be intentional people that choose intentional connections for our family, but we also understand that there's an element that if it's convenient, we are more likely to connect because we already have other structures in place setting us there together. And that's exactly what you're pointing out there. If you're already in connection within another family because your kids are in the same sports team, what a great opportunity to really build community, whether it's giving each other rides, which I 100% agree with and think is very helpful. For our family, and I think it really is for everyone if we can work together to get our kids where they need to be, but even just meals, snacks, time together, you know, sitting next to each other at the soccer field, you're going to get to talk about things that you have time to talk about because you're sitting there for an hour, you know, part of the time you're really focused on the game, part of the time you're not. And being able to have those conversations is a great way to get connected with other families in the area.
0: Yeah. No, it goes without saying. And so I, I certainly, that's, that's one hacker tip that has been really beneficial for me. Because like I said, I've, I'm thankful for the new relationships that I've developed through my children's sports activities. And, yes. um, so there, there is something to be said for that. And I see, I see it happen. It's quite common that locally in this Northwest Arkansas area that people are very, are always looking to connect that way. So. I think anybody moving to Northwest Arkansas with a child that's going to be in sports, you're going to find a very open and welcoming community of parents and participants that are definitely going to want to connect with you. And then if you've already been here for a while and, and you're just getting involved into, into the sports scene, the youth sports scene, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with what you find. I mean, yeah, there are the outliers in every area, right? Those parents that get ejected from games and 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 are asked yeah, to go sure. back to their car and all that other stuff but for the most part that is the exception and not the rule so trust me when I say this it, it's a good environment and yeah it can be high pressure there can be a lot of um you know expectations around that but outside of that I mean I think that you know you have to you have to figure out how you can direct that energy in a healthy supportive way so that your kids don't take on bad aspects of of youth sports that sometimes impair our children's ability to mature properly.
1: Yeah, I think that's great. It's it's one of those things where, if, depending on your experience with sports, you know, if you had a great experience as as a child, you're likely to want your kid to have that exact same great experience. And sure. if you had a bad experience as a child, <laughs> you really don't want your kid to have that same experience. And it's, yeah. it's easy to read into your kid's experience whatever your experience was and. For those two things to affect each other but letting your kid have a good experience and taking it for what it is and building on what's available you're gonna most likely have a great great time with your family there
0: yeah no absolutely and it's so funny i, I always remark back to as a child growing up i played pop warner football and i stopped right in high school because i just didn't like going across the middle and getting hit but I remember, you know, just just different experiences uh, growing up with Pop Warner that were, you know, just really made an impression on me uh, in a positive way. And so I see young people nowadays. I mean, it can be a game changer for your child in terms of putting them in an environment where, if they are getting positive coaching, there are positive role models that can really help them. And it does. I mean, we hear stories all the time of individuals that make it to the pros and others that. They wouldn't be there if it wasn't for their coach, if it wasn't for a member of the family that helped them out, because not everybody is raised up through youth sports with equal access and equal economic and an equal economic situation. So that's one of the beautiful aspects of youth sports. And so you want to embrace that where and when possible, because it can make a difference in a child's life and it could set them on a path to growth that they'll continue to reap the benefits even into adulthood. And I, I'll I'll end with this, and I'll get your final word, is that my brother-in-law, who played at a high level in high school and, and got introduced to football late, but ended up getting a D1 scholarship, even Bobby Bowden, who was the uh, heralded Florida State University coach, came up to Boston to recruit him. But he told me, he said, you know, if it wasn't for my coach and it wasn't for my football family, I would not be where I am today. And uh mm-hmm. it really made it and that really stuck with me. And I was like, wow, OK, so I mean, he's he is 56 years old now. And I mean, it still has made a remarkable impression upon him. And he's trying to relate some of those stories to my two of my sons as they embark upon a career or as they embark upon football in terms of don't you know, don't just think of it as how you're just going out to play for a couple of months. I mean, you could build some relationships in this sport that will last you a lifetime.
1: Mm -hmm. that's great yeah i I echo that just you know higher level athletes or athletes that remain athletes for their whole life tend to all have the same story that it is a good positive experience or can be and i i know not every child is going to be a long-term athlete definitely there are some more gifted than others and more driven than others but it is a great opportunity especially at that young level you know i would say before middle school, if you've got kids younger than that, getting them involved in some kind of sport at some point to give them a chance to learn how to use their body, to learn sure. how to relate with their peers, to connect you as a family to other families in the community. It's such a great opportunity and, and a well-rounded opportunity rather than you're really not just producing physical athletes, you're producing healthy people. And that's what we want really for everyone in Northwest Arkansas, we want to be healthy people. So if you can get them involved at that young age and just give it a shot, and if it doesn't end up being your thing, you know, I'm sure there's other, I know there are plenty of other communities you can connect with, but it is a really good option.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And and with that said, I think that uh, this puts a nice pen in this and I think people will find some some value from this particular episode and, and just what is available to them. If somebody wants to reach out to you, Brandy, to get some additional advice or insight from this perspective when it comes to sports and maybe how to counsel a, a child or how to, you know, how to navigate these waters from that perspective, how what how, what's the best way for them to reach you?
1: Sure. So my website is ittakesabreath.com and I have all kinds of resources there including, I have several books and one parenting book in there. Um, and I also do, I do teachings. So I'm available for speaking gigs, but I, you know, I, I think in September, I have a, a preschool that I'm going to be talking to actually sex ed for a preschool. That's <laughs> I talk funny. To kids about sex, even from a young age. Yeah. Wow. Um, yeah. Big question for a lot of parents. And, you know, I, I also do a lot of work with my church and, you know, other counselors, there's different counseling organizations that I teach for. So I'm available for that. And I, I do have, I am a counselor, so I do see people in the therapy office, but I, I keep a pretty long wait list and that's not a great option. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. but if you want to connect with me personally, or if, if you'd like some teaching for a larger group, I definitely have availability for that. And you can find me at it takes Okay.
0: We'll make sure we put that in the, um, show notes so people can connect with you. And so, Yeah. I appreciate you coming on again for the second time and we'll link up the old show with the new show. And so people can kind of refer back to what you discussed because you really did share some great insight previously about all the different counseling options that are available to individuals here in Northwest Arkansas, whether you're new to the area, you've been living here or a lifetime resident. I think we all recognize the importance of mental health and how that plays a role in our overall health. And so- you know if you, you got to get your mind right you got to get to a place where you really are developing yourself your whole self not just mm-hmm. in the gym at planet fitness working out those biceps yeah. you, know, you got you got to work out that mind too and and you know i'll I'll end with this that you know recently my church and i'll just give a shout out to pastor Craig Groeschel again i don't do episodes on on religion on this podcast but you know here's a pastor that took the time to share what can be somewhat stigmatized—a whole six weeks episodes on a, a sermons series on mental health and the importance mm-hmm. of it. And I think that more and more organizations are recognizing that we have to take time out to take care of our our minds as much as yes. we take care of our bodies, because mm-hmm. I mean you can't have one without the other. I mean it it just yeah. it just doesn't work. I mean it really doesn't. And so. I say all that to say that you need to be taking time for yourself. You need to, as parents of children, you need to be making sure that you take those mental breaks. I don't care what it looks like, whether it's quiet time in the morning, times for words of affirmation or some prayer time, whatever floats your boat, you need to be able to take some time for yourself because that, that's the only thing that will allow you to maintain yourself on every level, both you're on your mental level, on your physical level. And on your spiritual level. So I just want to encourage everybody listening to make sure that you're taking time for yourself. Because what I see when I go out and train people is that we are not nearly doing as good a job as we should be of taking time for ourselves. Because again, like they, like they've always said, and you've heard it before, the pilot will tell you, you put your oxygen mask on first, then before you put it on anybody else. So you can't take care of your kids. You can't take care of your parents, your in-laws, anybody until you take care of yourself. So. Let that be a reminder to you and an encouragement. And certainly please reach out to Brandy if you, you need some guidance or advice. Uh, and certainly if she's not available, she might be able to turn you on to somebody that can help you out. And certainly if you are in a time of need or like real critical crisis, you know, there are several organizations and helplines that can help you out if you're struggling with a certain mental issues. So I really want to encourage you to take advantage of that. I think the newest number is 988. Is that correct, Brandy? Are you familiar with that?
1: I don't know actually so, that I'm So
0: familiar. so so I know that 9 so one's obviously what you would call for emergencies for for any emergency, mm. but 988 is the new kind of like emergency to reach a local mental health counselor when you're dealing with suicide related mm. issues. So, you know, it's an important topic. It's one that we don't talk about because there is a stigma behind it, but it's one that people need to know that there are people out there willing to help you at all times. Sometimes just to give you an encouraging word, to give you some guidance, maybe to pray for you or to sit with you. You just never know. But, you know, there are people out there that want to help at all times. So I want to encourage anyone that's struggling in that area to definitely get the help that you need. And we'll make sure that we put some resources in the show notes that you can reach out to. And as always, you can, you know, connect with us and send us an email and let us know what you thought about this episode. And um, that's all that we have. So Brandy Harris, thank you so much for joining us on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast.
1: You're welcome. Glad to meet with you again.
0: Yep. Well, folks, that's another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. To learn more about us or to read or download the show notes from today's episode, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. You can listen to this podcast and sign up for our free newsletter and keep up with us in all things Northwest Arkansas. Sign up today. Remember, you can subscribe to the I Am Northwest Arkansas Podcast wherever you listen to it. And please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. As a matter of fact, what we're going to start doing now is every time we get a new review on Apple Podcasts, we will read that review on the podcast itself. So please consider doing that. Remember, our podcast comes out every Monday, rain or shine. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you back here next week for another new episode on I Am Northwest Arkansas.